0: Hello, and welcome to the Charmed Life Podcast. This podcast is all about magic, metaphysics, mysticism, and the unconditional love of the universe. And I am your host. My name is Tricia Carr, and I am a 5 1 reflector. That is in the realm of the conversation that I have on this podcast because I have on an amazing human design expert. Her name is Kayla O'Connor. Super excited to bring you all into this conversation, which we had with you and through you because that's how energy works. All of us who come together on any part of what we perceive as our linear timeline If we come together in that linear timeline, well, the spherical timeline is activated. And so that means that the quantum energetic um, omnipotence knew that you were going to be a part of this conversation. And so I trust, I know, I affirm, I am positive that you will pull something into your heart, into your being, into your energy, and into your understanding of how beautiful, unique And precious you are in this conversation that I have now before I invite you into it I do want to thank you so very much for being here for being a part of this uh, collective by just listening by supporting this podcast I do hope that you're finding something that lights you up and lights you up in a way that helps you to be exactly who you genuinely are and, you know, I want to invite you to please uh, leave a review for this podcast if you feel guided, if you feel inspired to do so. Anything at all would be greatly appreciated. And I also want to just direct your attention to the fact I have Instagram and that's at Trisha Carr Charm. And that I also have a YouTube channel, which you can find by searching YouTube.com slash Trisha Carr. Those are my main places. And also this podcast, I have, uh, I'm I feeling a new surge, a new interest, a new direction in my mission overall. And so we'll see what's going to happen here. I'm really leaning into my five of my 5-1 profile in human design, <laughs> which we talk a little bit about in this episode. So just to give some context, if you are uh, new to the concept of human design, you're like, what is this? What is she talking about? Human design is a an observational science that is based on f- four other observational sciences, ancient observational sciences, those being... Uh, the Kabbalah tree of life, uh, astrology, the chakra system, and the I Ching. So those are the ancient observational sciences that humans have been engaging with for centuries at this point. And Human design was actually channeled by a person named Ra Uruhu, and he did, this was in the 80s that he actually pulled through this information. You can go and look up the, the the origin story of this, but essentially, as I understand it shorthanded in the ways that I've read it, Ra Uruhu, whose name used to be something else, that, um, but he, I'll just call him Ra in this conversation for a moment or two he was i don't know i've heard a couple of different stories i heard that he was on a silent meditation treat and i heard that maybe he was doing psychedelics i'm not i'm i'm absolutely i'm not absolutely positive about this at any rate he was in a in a state that was conducive to receiving um, universal wisdom spiritual insight and he heard a voice he just calls it the voice saying now would you like now it's time to get to work and channeled this entire system which again is a combination of all of those ancient observational sciences it is amazing so what you can do if you even if you want to hit pause and come back to this later so you can know what your design your profile and your strategy is those are the kind of main things to start to experiment with it's not a belief system by the way at all it is just an it's it's information that you can utilize to experiment with it's basically how we are all designed. We are all designed uniquely because your profile and your strategy and your authority and your gates and your, you know, everything, it's, we're all like snow. Everything is, we are all a fractal portion of the one energy and your fractal of who you are is unique and necessary. And so anyway, if you go to, you can just Google human design, uh, what's my human design or human design body graph is what it's called, or you can go directly to Jovian Archive, which is the, um the legacy company of Ra-Uruhu, and you just put in there, you do need your your birth date, time, and city. And so if you don't have your birth time, it's best to not approximate it. You will, if you approximate it, you'll get your, you'll probably get your, um, your design. It's closer, you know, it's a better chance you'll get your design. If you're like, if your mom remembers that you were born at about 9 a.m., you'll probably get your design. But it's just still best to be able to find out that information. Now, it's a l- slight side note. If you don't have that on your birth certificate for any reason, some some birth some you know places don't actually include that, or some you know however the birth certificate was created, you can get a rectification reading from an astrologer. So that's what you want to look up. Someone who can you can uh, get a session with them. They can look at your life events and be able to put your birth time into a very strong approximation according to the way things have unfolded in your life. So just so you know, slide side note, little tip for you if you need it. However, if you do have access to your birth certificate, then look at that and put that in there so that we can get all of your details. So your, your design is your aura type. There are Four types, four main types, and then there's like a subtype generator in, and manifesting generator is sort of a subtype of the generator. And then there's manifestors, uh, projectors, and reflectors. And so my guest, Kayla, she's a projector and I am a reflector, and that's what we're talking about there. The next thing is your authority and that is basically how you make decisions. Kayla has a splenic authority, so her spleen is defined, and it is uh, uh, the authority of making decisions immediately, gut, now, very much now, very immediate. And then another one we mentioned is the emotional authority, which a lot of people have, and that's riding the emotional wave until it has passed, and then you will have clarity about what that is. If it's that emotional wave, it's you know, there's no set time that it could take. Sleep on it rule is good for emotional authorities. If it's something that, you know, is not major, if it's something major, like, I don't know, getting married, buying a house, something like that, then that emotional wave maybe may take a little longer. So you kind of got to go with what that is. But essentially, when you're heightened in the emotions, then it's not the right time to make the decision. And I'm a reflector, I have no inner authority. <laughs> so at any rate, Just to give you a little context of what it is, I love talking about human design. I love experimenting with it. I love watching people experiment with it and seeing their lives get radically more aligned for them. And so without further delay, with that context set, allow me to welcome you into this conversation. Her name is Kayla O'Connor. Kayla remembers being told her entire life to give it 24 hours as a rule, only to discover that she's a splenic projector with gate 51, which is the gate of shock, as her most prominent trait, as her sun gate. All this is to say that her magic lies in her quick, intuitive decision-making. As a certified human design reader with a 6'2 profile, Kayla loves sharing how she has personally and professionally embodied her energetic alignment, from building a successful PR business as a projector to continuously amplifying the parts of her that were Conditioned to feel weird or wrong. The six in Kayla's profile creates the perfect stage to share her experience and wisdom to help others collapse time. Ooh, that's what we're doing too. We are collapsing time. So, with that, I welcome you into this conversation with Kayla O'Connor, and I will chat with you on the other side. Kayla, I'm so excited to have you on the program. I cannot wait. I keep accidentally, before we hit record, I kept accidentally asking your question. I'm like, oh wait, hold on. (laughs) That's gold. We need to share it with everyone. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. I'm really excited to hear your whole journey. It's fascinating. So please do. Now please take the floor.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. I was equally excited. I kept inserting myself and I'm just like... Dying to hear you as a 5-1 reflector. So we'll definitely oh. cover you if you're willing to.
0: <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. The, but that's the thing. I'm like so excited. I'm probably amplifying all of our excitement, right? Love that's it. what that's what we do.
1: <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Um, so yes, I'm Kayla O'Connor and I right now run a human design business, but that's not where my entrepreneurial journey started. Um, I started my career in public relations and spent the first decade of my professional life working in PR agencies and honestly just being very burnt out. You know, mm-hmm. as most of us experience in the corporate world, we're told how to do something based off of what they were told how to do something. And it's a very fixed way. And I found that I wasn't. I wasn't able to like keep up with people because the the culture of PR is very grind, you know, long hours, climbing the ladder, and very non-projector. But we pitch media, we initiate, we go out to <laughs> media. And so, 2019, September 2019, my world brought me to Los Angeles, and I was about three months into um, a PR job that just was kind of soul-sucking, chronic anxiety, panic attacks, and. During that time, I became um, a Reiki master practitioner, truly to kind of heal myself and explore that journey within me. Um, and I remember driving down to a conference and listening to Lacey Phillips' To Be Magnetic um, podcast interview with Jenna Zoe. And it was on human design. Mm-hmm. And Lacey was a projector as well. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have to look up what I am and i looked up um you know my human design chart found out that i was a projector and i had just heard what projectors were and i was like no way i feel like <laughs> there's there's like a support group that probably for reflectors too you know yeah, there is <laughs> you and reflectors and projectors we are the opposite of conditioning the opposite of what we're told to do and so it can feel very jarring like how am i supposed to operate and live in this world mm-hmm. um well, the next day I up and quit my job at eight am.
0: Wow yeah at the day after learning about being a projector we had so you hadn't heard of human design at all no, you are amazing. I love <laughs> that you just went with that guidance. you went with that what's your authority?
1: splenic oh oh, there you go. perfect. that's what you gotta oh, do, yeah. right? <laughs> and it's so funny my entire life I can tell you all the times that like I went to three different colleges in my first two years like, I was told I was too impulsive and to give it the 24 hour rule (laughs) and to make matters even more. So my, um, sun gate is the gate of shock 51. So not only am I supposed to, you know, my coach told me to, um, observe animals and how they instinctually move. Mm -hmm. And that's Uh how I'm supposed to live life. And it's probably going to be shocking to a lot of people. And so I just like, that this is years after that september of 2019 of really embodying that now in present day but so i up and quit my job and i kid you not within 24 hours i had a text from an acquaintance that was looking for a pr freelancer and with within 24 hours i had my first freelance client that paid all my bills oh. Yeah,
0: I love that so much. But can I also just notice, so I think I learned about human design in 2019 as well. Mm -hmm. And I swear when I was then, I was like trying to, and there's still not a ton of information for reflectors, honestly, because, you know, it has to come from reflectors and there aren't that many of us. But anyway, I couldn't find anything Mm -hmm. about, I I mean, not anything, on Jovian Archive, but you had to buy the things and uh, between you and me and everybody who's listening. Ra is not my favorite teacher, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like the way he presents, I'm sure it was fun in the room, but when they transcribe his teaching, it's so like, you know, conversational stream of consciousness and it's not linear enough for me. Mm -hmm. So it was was difficult for me to find information. And now it's like everywhere we turn. There must have been a huge activation for all of us, right? Mm -hmm. Human design is everywhere. In 2019, you, Jenna Zoe, thank goodness, she was already doing the work that she's doing. Yeah. But it was hard, right? And it now. Was,
1: yeah. I think, you know, I think it's actually a way. So I think what started it is astrology. Astrology sure. started getting really, you know, talked about. And that was truly kind of my first love. Like when I became mm-hmm. um, attuned to Reiki, I had this like ability to like look at someone and just know prominent signs within their chart. And a lot of the times I would know their venus, they'd be like, "Well, what's my son? I'm like, "No, I'm reading your like heart. I'm reading your like <laughs> your love energy." And and then leading into human design, it's like I can now articulate the energy that I'm reading more so in a way that makes more sense to most. I feel like when I talk to someone about human design, it's everyday applicable whereas astrology is very like daily current events and how your energy, you know, matches with what's going on, um, you know, in the planets, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's fascinating. I think it all kind of came together. And then of course, um, uh, then COVID hit, Mm -hmm. you know, we, there's a thing in, there's a thing in human design where there's the four arrows at the top Mm -hmm. and if they all fit, you know, they all point right. It's a very fixed, controlled way of doing life, like you go to an eight to five job, you have a consistent schedule, you take an information ABCDEFG, like conventional school. And they say by like 2027, we're morphing into all of those arrows facing right, of having flexible schedule, Mm. flexible environment, taking fragmented information. And it's like you feel that with people leaving corporate jobs and starting to really pay attention to what do i want to do with my life and having that freedom and flow and now
0: for these messages hello my friend it's trisha carr i'm here to invite you to my coaching and mentoring portal Modern Mystic Life. This high value, easy access portal is like having a spiritual mentor right in your pocket. You'll receive all the inspiration right there in your text messenger and you can also access it on your desktop. I will be delivering the tools and technology that are proven to evolve your abundant life inside and out. You will receive daily inspiration, education, and practices to help you evolve your life as a mystic and a human spiritual being. Plus, you will have access to my monthly workshops in which I teach and channel cutting-edge spiritual content and also will give guidance, intuitive readings, and attunements right there in our group setting. I worked with Spirit to co-create and manifest the best way to support you and in the easiest fashion, and here it is. I'm very excited to co-create with you two. So, welcome, my friend, to your modern mystic life. And now back to the show. Yes, that I know. That's what happened with with the pandemic.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I guess it's it's kinda hurting our economy. I don't know. I'm not sure. That's what I hear. But at this but I can't help but I can't help but like be so happy when with these, what do they, what do they call it? The big quit is what they call it. I think that's <laughs> oh. the little name they gave it was the big quit. People not wanting to go back. They're like, oh, turns. And, and by the way, I, I guess I quit a long time ago because when the pandemic hit, it really didn't affect my work. I was already like 99% online. I had only mm-hmm. just started to consider taking clients and seeing classes in person.
1: Because when you. I
0: started, I was like, well, why would I? I don't know. I think also because of being, so physically sensitive, it just made sense to really only deal with the mental, emotional, spiritual energy in this kind of a format. And it yeah. really helps me to, it helps my energy, I think, to do that. Even yeah. though I love, you know, being in person with people as well, mm-hmm. socially and professionally.
1: Yeah. And so,
0: yeah, when I mean, I quit <laughs> before the pandemic. So I can't help but feel like, I don't know, even if it is a, a rough patch for us to get to, to make an adjustment to people no longer wanting to be in forced environments, homogenized situations, um, I think we'll get through it. I think it can only be leading us to something that's better if people are working more from sovereign energy, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the and the beauty of it is we're, we're now morphing into a world where if it's meant for you to live a life of flow, there's more options. There's a large part of the population that are generators that like when they do something, they create more energy. They're literally like a cell phone plugged into a wall and you and I are a cell phone running on a battery. Um, and there are- start at 40% for the day. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yes, seriously. But One phone
0: call drains it all the way down.
1: <laughs> exactly. But we we need those individuals that are like the generators of the manifesting generators with a very fixed schedule because that provides structure. You know, it's the polarity. It's the you need both sides but what's so beautiful is it is it isn't all or nothing anymore i remember wanting to free i've always desired to freelance i always envied anyone that freelanced um and in 2015 or 16 it felt impossible i was like where do i even start and i think what was nice is and i'll tell you what when i quit my job and started that in september 2019 I did everything wrong for the wrong person, and I didn't start KMO, my affiliate PR business, until December of 2020. So I had a journey that I had to go on. Yeah. Um, but I was living in LA, where my perspective was um, expanded of what's possible because that's really that's that's one of the big big. Areas in the United States where people were dreaming and going after things and thinking outside of the box. So just absorbing that energy, I think, really helped. That's where I live, you know. I live in LA. Oh, amazing. I did not know that. <laughs> I'm not yeah. there anymore,
0: but what neighborhood? Burbank. Oh, <laughs> Burbank. Okay. Yeah. 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 But it also kind of doesn't matter because I mostly live, here. this is my studio, which looks like a house. And then I live at my mm-hmm. house, which looks like my studio. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's pretty much what I do. My husband and I went. To the movies the other day we saw Top Gun. I haven't been to the, I I hadn't been to the movies probably a couple of years before the pandemic. And it was funny because it was it's like on the same block as our my husband has a studio in this building as well. And I was I joked with him and I was like, hey you finally got me to travel <laughs> just because we did oh something.
1: God. That is the most Out. reflector thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I'm dying to know your husband's human design.
0: He is a projector. He's a projector one three, uh, emotional authority. So, oh, that's
1: actually a really beautiful mix. Um, my wife is also a projector, so it's like, excuse
0: me, he's a three five. How dumb of me! I was saying my best friend's profile three five. (laughs) Well, yeah, but the five energy, it's like, yeah, the five energy is (laughs) it's got its, uh, yeah, it's got totally.
1: And sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, my wife is also a projector, and the non energy, non energy is, I find, I. You know, I definitely recall being with energy partners in the past Mm
0: -hmm. and no wonder
1: I burnt out. And I know that it's definitely possible and many do it, but me personally, I love being able to take naps and prioritize sleep and just have it be known that that's how it is. Yeah. Um, But I love that you guys both have the five because that's really important of like the projection that people put onto a projector, you and you feeling that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it's a really beautiful mix how you have the one and you are just this constant learner, learner, learner. And then he like as a three is the like experimenter of life. Like he gets out there and experiments. It's, It's a very beautiful mix.
0: Thank you. What's your thank you. What is your wife's profile?
1: She's a four mm-hmm. six and I'm a six two. Okay, so that's wow. actually a really <laughs> it's like
0: us. You got the inversion inversion, yeah. So
1: totally we both have a five, yeah. Totally. Cool. And what's crazy about us is we met in college. She was my my, my first girl in college, mm. and then we went our separate ways to then reconnect in our thirtieth year of Saturn return. So just a classic wow. six line soulmate love story.
0: <laughs> Heading into that the the third. Portion of the three, then I guess right too. I mean of the six, but yeah, Yeah. wow, that's so beautiful. Yeah, you know, it's I know I know projectors married to manifesting generators, and um, and that's great. And then I have you know my husband and I are both non energy, and I have a really close friend who's also a human design reader. Hi Mm -hmm. again, Hillary. I mentioned her a few (laughs) times, and I always tell her so she listens. And she and her husband are both uh, projectors. And I asked her like when we were one day, I was like, so. How do you get anything done? Because we don't. We just don't get anything done. (laughs) How does the house get cleaned? (laughs) You know, those kinds of things because we're out of energy all the time.
1: Yeah. Well, you know. I can give you some of my tips. So we definitely we have a weekly cleaner that we well, we, invest
0: have, in. we have it every other week. <laughs> but it's even the like between. and she didn't, she doesn't live with us, so it's still difficult. Yeah.
1: So it's interesting. My wife, she's only defined in her root and spleen. So she more or less acts as a reflector. It's very fascinating. Um I've I've felt it when she changed jobs of the energy that she brought home versus the energy she does now. Um, But I also have a defined root. I'm pretty defined. um, Crown, Ajna, throat, G center, spleen and root. So I just have my sacral heart and solar plexus open. Mm -hmm. Um, So I can, I have a lot of fixed thoughts and and speaking and all the things in the partnership. But what's key with us is the, the defined root gives us extra energy, we have that pressure system. And for like, we live off of deadlines. If we don't have a deadline, like anyone that's listening with the defined route, procrastination is actually a good thing for you. So Mm -hmm. give yourself a deadline and then you'll feel that pressure and you can kind of quote unquote procrastinate um, to start what needs to be done in the time. Like you do it more efficiently with that Mm -hmm. like pressure of a deadline. So we just have to give ourselves deadlines and calendar reminders and all the things. And we also don't over, overfill our schedule. We very much prioritize rest. Uh, But the biggest thing with projector projector, or just projectors in general are invisible expectations. So Mm. having that like, invisible expectation that wasn't clearly communicated, like how, how couldn't you have known that? Or how didn't you know that? And so when I learned that about a projector, I was like, Oh, my goodness. Yes. I do that all the time.
0: <laughs> That's interesting. I, I feel that I have felt that from my husband before. And, and we've also, because we've been together 18 years, actually a very a long time. And so, you know, it's like, uh, it's like a crystal being tumbled in a, in a polisher, you know, we kind of knocking off some of the edges and he, uh, like, for example, if we had to leave, we had to go somewhere and, you know sometimes he has to wait a little 10 extra minutes. I'm like, who cares? It's a party, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, he, he, at some point early on a few years in, he just started to sit and do something else and be very calm and be ready, but, you know, not have any expectation. And also, you know, I don't, I'm not late for, you know, ringing the bell of the stock market or something that has to be done. (laughs) It's like, it's, it's just a, the expectation and, and we also, it used to be like, if he, he, uh, decided to do a task, oh, I want to, you know, clean the garage or something. And then he just spontaneously decided and he had the energy for it. Then I, this partly was mine too. This is my learning. I would feel pressure that I also had to have the energy in the, in the, you know, to do it. And so my learning, because he would be like, I'm not saying you have to do it. And I'm like, well, can you do it later? Because I feel bad over here. And he's like, well, then stop that. <laughs> I just yeah. want to do this. We can have our own lives. And I'm like, we can? Because I don't, I'm not anyone. I don't have...
1: <laughs> totally, yeah. Look in his chart wherever he's defined, it will be more amplified on your end. So, I mean, your spondylitis. Well, yeah, root. Yeah, he's root exactly. mm-hmm.
0: And he's emotional centered behind, and you know, yeah, so.
1: Yeah. What yeah. Um, does? How is his emotional wave? What do you know? What wave he has?
0: Oh no! Is there? I don't even know about this. What does this mean?
1: So look <laughs> up his um, emotional wave. It will like any wave is a channel. Uh So look at the channel, either connecting from the solar plexus, like um, all colored in solar plexus to Mm -hmm. the root or to the sacral or to the throat. And you can message me separately on that and we'll go through the waves. But, um, you know, with an emotional authority, you know, for for what I'm picking up is he's just very emotionally intelligent and takes radical responsibility for his emotions when an emotional authority is of you know dedicates to to that level they can feel really grounding because they're not absorbing and then pat you know it's just it's um yeah it can just feel really stable to a non-emotional
0: yeah it it does and that's the thing about the defi- definition that he has it does help me to feel and he has he's pretty defined um i think he has only three undefined centers maybe oh. five four no, I think three though, and he's he's technically an energy projector, is what mm-hmm. they, they mm-hmm. call him. Which I guess maybe you are as well, since yep, you have yeah, uh huh, yeah. He has the root and the heart, I think. So oh, okay. Yeah. And um, well, or maybe yeah. Anyway, at any point, at any rate, um, it does feel it feels really good to have that much definition and and other friends that I have. I have close friends, like I have a manifesting generator five one friend. He's like one of my Best friends, closest friends, and um, he's also an Aries, so he's fiery. And I you love
1: too. you are.
0: I love it. <laughs> and then with the manifesting generator energy, can you imagine? He's just mm-hmm. starting fires everywhere he goes and walking away, mm-hmm. <laughs> letting someone else stoke them. And uh, I love you know. I can't. I I love him, and I love spending time with him. And I get. I need him. You know. Every now and again, it's like I I'm jonesing for him. And we're so telepathically linked. He'll sometimes just text me and be like, What? And I'm like, What? What? And he goes, I was like, I was about to text you. And he goes, I know. <laughs> I, I could feel you poking me.
1: <laughs> I love this so much, Trisha, because you are giving like the key to reflectors. It's find what you desire and the humans that serve that. And it's almost like a menu that you have of like, this friend serves this purpose. Yes. You really do absorb that. It's like, if I want to be energized or bop around today, it's like, I'm going to an MG. Or if I just need consistent head down, like, or childlike joy, I'm going to a generator. If I want to be big picture, creative, I go to a projector. And it's like, that's really beautiful. And that's where the strength is in being a reflector.
0: Hmm. Thank you. I feel very, I've just went through Mercury retrograde and the super full moon feeling like, you know, purging this idea of just not working. Like it just doesn't work. Totally broken. And mm-hmm. by the way, my mother was, is, I just say was, cause we don't really have that much of a relationship, but she's a manifesting generator.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: I had, I had that, you know, her being up at 6am on a Saturday, already cleaning half the house and then waking up with that Thing that I with my husband where he's cleaning something and I'm like oh totally. I'm broken and I'm wrong you know totally. it's um, it's something that we have to go through the I mean manifestors I'm sure have the same journey of being okay with their distinction their difference and you know how people react to manifestors I'm sure is uh can be very explosive because they have the you know close and repelling, need to inform. If they get interrupted, they're going to kind of need to express that energy, which is called anger, but it maybe isn't even anger. It's just like um explosive frustration with not to know what to do with the creative flow that has been stopped. Uh, yeah. yeah. Love, love manifestors too. Oh, I mean, why um, not love? You know what I mean? Like
1: <laughs> every type is so like potent in its own way. Like I yeah. love a manifester too. My father's a manifester. Okay. And I mean he started a Japanese Taiko Drumming Group in a small town in Minnesota. Mm. Only a manifestor could do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so much conditioning of like not being like of people pleasing, you know, on the manifestor side. And and kind of want to circle back to like as a reflector. The the not self theme is feeling disappointed, and you feel so much pain even if there's no place to place the pain that you feel. And so the the most important thing is like focus, like be obsessed and have it a full-time job of being in love with your life. Like whatever you do, like make it a priority to love your life and prioritize whatever is going to make you fall in love with life, because that is the cure to that. It's just going to bring that joy energy into your body. And, you know, but I feel for you totally on that end. Yeah.
0: yeah, thank you for that. That's that's really amazing. Well, I actually, we ha- we're t- just kind of like just daydreaming about all of the, the types and everything, and this has been so very fun so far, but I want to make sure I understand Exactly what you do. Like <laughs> of course you just want to guide and support. Of course. What kind of services do you provide? How does this work? And so you're able to I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fill it in. I'm gonna lazy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wear I wear a lot of hats. So I'll tell you what KMO does and then I'll sprinkle a couple of passions on the side. But I started KMO December of 2020 and it's a PR business, but an affiliate PR business. So after I was you know, freelancing and kind of doing everything wrong back in 2019, I was ready to quit PR, honestly, and I got back into the doing, I kind of got disconnected as a projector and I was like, I need to apply for jobs. I applied for like 50 jobs. What a waste of time and energy to then only get a LinkedIn message from a person looking to recruit me for their affiliate marketing channel for that was newly acquired at a creative agency. And they were looking for someone with PR experience. So my spleen was like, I'm done applying for jobs. I'm worn out. I'm curious at affiliate. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to accept the job because of healthcare insurance. <laughs> yeah. And they want PR experience. So I'm not throwing the last 10 years away. So mm-hmm. those kind of like pings, Got me to start in this role. And I was kind of at a perfect place at a perfect time. Big publishing groups like Condé Nast, Meredith Publishing, Hearst Communications, they were having a hard time making money because print magazines, big ad spends were going down. And so they were starting to incorporate affiliate links, which um, basically means if you click on the link and you make a purchase, the the affiliate quote-unquote an influencer or a publisher they get a percentage of that sale Mm -hmm. so if an influencer has a code or a swipe up link that could be they get a percentage of the sale of the product that you bought so publishing groups like the vogues of the world they knew how engaged their audience audiences are in articles maybe how many clicks went to the website so they're like okay let's start adding affiliate links into these articles so we can make money off of our organic content. Mm-hmm. Um, two weeks into that job, I, I was on the phone with the affiliate manager at Kane NASA Meredith Publishing, learning all of this. And then I started testing it out. And one of my first big successes was April 2020. So now COVID hit. Now yeah. COVID hit. And it's even more important for direct-to-consumer brands to make money off of their website. So It's directing sales back to their website, not retail partnerships, because brick and mortars are closed. And they don't have extra money to spend on ad dollars. They're kind of like holding it. So affiliate is this kind of low risk win-win. They're not paying affiliates unless they're making sales. So I... I remember securing my first article. It was like an $8 CBD hand sanitizer, of course, <laughs> on, on people.com as a feature. It's an $8 product. And I checked back in, and that article alone drove thousands of dollars of sales. Wow. And I, went, and I was like, oh. Okay. do you write?
0: Did you write the articles too, or are you just you... – So I pitched, yeah.
1: okay. I pitched the editor. I pitched the editor, and um, then they agreed to write about – they're like, Oh yes, absolutely. We'll write about this. So I was very much still wearing my PR hat, Mm -hmm. but communicating about my client's affiliate program and giving them the correct link that will track in their affiliate in my client's affiliate program. Mm -hmm. So I was able to see within my client's affiliate um, network, how, how much revenue is driven by that article. So then the lights went on and I was like, okay, there's something here. We'll fast forward to like November of 2020. I'm burnt out working 10 hour days. Their sales team is like cha-ching. And yeah, I was like, I need to leave. So I left um, December of 2020 and I started KMO. And at the very beginning, I wanted to service direct to consumer brands and run affiliate PR programs for them in a very, quality, authentic way. Uh, But I also really realized that no one was training PR professionals. And, and I felt so soul serving and inspired to train them. No one had time, no one knew what was going on. And this is becoming a requirement. So when I was working in the field of PR, It's it was such a feeling of low worth because we were never able to actually show what this article did for a client's Mm -hmm. business. Mm -hmm. It's it's always like the first channel to get cut if budgets are tight. And and so it's kind of this low worth energy. And so I saw that I'm now able to see an actual revenue number for an article. So I was like, oh my gosh, they A need to know this to keep their clients because it's required and they be it can scale their businesses isn't so empowering cuz you can say i made your business $5000 off of this article like that's that's huge for the industry so i i still service clients but i have this big passion of kind of healing the pr industry mm-hmm. in the sense of energetically in terms of worthiness but just being that Gu- guide, of course, yeah. because no one else is, is, is training or talking about it.
0: I, so I'm, I know what affiliation, I know what affiliate is. How does affiliate PR work? Because as I, I'm just, I'll tell you the disconnect. I'm, I'm not picking up sure. obviously with the CBD hand sanitizer, there's a product. And yep. so that's, a, it's a commission on a sale. So how does, how does that line work if it's PR? Do affiliates actually make money and how do they make money?
1: Right. Okay, perfect. So in PR, the affiliates are the publishing groups. Ah, okay. So for my client, Meredith Publishing would join my client's affiliate program and then pull their affiliate link for their editor to use in the articles. So you can imagine hundreds and thousands of affiliate links getting published every single day for you know 20 different websites that fall underneath the Meredith publishing umbrella it's it's a huge revenue driver for publishing groups now and quite frankly if if a brand is pitching um you know editors and they don't have an affiliate program they will not get coverage anymore so it's kind of a critical like you might lose clients and your business may suffer on the PR agency side who are responsible for securing these articles if, if they weren't um, knowledgeable about affiliate.
0: And so the, okay. So Meredith, for example, has that affiliate link. And so it is, there is a sale though, because you're representing brands that are making sales or is it just uh, eyes on the article?
1: So the, the purpose and the goal of all the articles is to get, get its readers to purchase the product. Uh So it's always product-led. So anything that I'm pitching an editor, it's a product that can be purchased on my client's website. So the goal is sales. Mm -hmm. It doesn't always happen. But again, having awareness around what website converts more than others, you can start to make more informed strategic decisions on who to pitch. So this is...
0: you you, this is so uh current and because it is and it's like it's like blockchain technology it's all in alignment with blockchain nfts and being able to have trackable um accountability Mm -hmm. and that's the thing that's sad about like i think you're talking about with the pr agent pr industry is that they don't have a way to prove their accountability because Mm -hmm. it's 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 nuanced and it's ephemeral, and so they can't prove that you know a hundred thousand people read that article and then wanted to go see that movie. If it's a you know a talent or something like that, there's no way to to prove the labor or prove the value, and that's what blockchain technology and NFTs do because it's trackable and it is it has as you know um, it, it's proof in of the state of it by all of those who are engaged in it. So that's what you're doing, basically. You've put that in PR. It's pretty cool.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I didn't place it in PR, but I, again, I was, I had, I had the desire to share the knowledge that I taught myself. And I think that is truly like serving being serving my younger burnt out self in the PR industry, classic six, being the person you wish you had, right? <laughs> and I started um, a monthly membership club, very accessible, very affordable that PR professionals can join. It's $111 a month for two hours worth of training and ongoing real-time Slack support. So if anyone has questions about from like, how do I communicate to a client that's You know, pressing up against my boundaries to how do you approve an affiliate in a network? Like anything, everything I will answer. And I've had so many people be like, I've never heard of a supportive, collaborative, monthly membership or club for PR professionals because it's historically what I've experienced is it's so competitive. And you can't, it's like, you can't sit with us energy. And I'm not here for that. I will share my editor relationships and contacts because when you thrive, I thrive. It's it's such an empowering, energetic exchange.
0: How does uh, human design come into your business? Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you help your clients? Yeah, go ahead. Great segue.
1: <laughs> so I made a promise when I started KMO of 2020 that I would make every single business decision based off of my human design chart. Mm. I make I make very quick selenic decisions as as far as letting clients go. I mm. three months into my business, my largest paying client, they're one third of my revenue. I had su- I felt such low worth on the phone calls. I let them go. I have month-to-month contracts to protect me. And my very first full-time hire was a generator, a 5-1 generator who actually happened to be my best friend of 15 years. And she asked to work for me. So it was a perfect divine invite. But it's, I found that I was consistently rewarded, even if it didn't make sense to anyone else or me at the time, by making decisions based off of my strategy and authority and prioritizing my energy. That, um, and I invested in one on one coaching with a human design coach. It just became a no brainer. Like it freed me, it guaranteed a business of, you know, success and all of its meanings of time, money, fulfillment, that I just got really inspired to become a reader. And and Hannah, um, who's the generator, she also became a reader. And it just made sense to transition and share it so six line two to share what I've gone through and what what I've experienced to help others, you know, push forward and, and live Um, a life and a career feeling, feeling ease, feeling ease and fulfilled. And we will be
0: right back. Hi friend, it's Trisha Carr with an invitation for you. If you are ready to accelerate your ascension and connect to the swift flow of your life mission, mind, body, ascension, acceleration, coaching all of my clinical training my experience from teaching and providing countless sessions and classes one-on-one group coaching healing reading teaching channeling as well as my calibration as a human design reflector i'm offering all of this to you to step up your entire life to accelerate your ascension walk If you've had a single session with me, if you've had coaching, or if you've experienced transformation from any of my offerings, my classes, podcasts, videos, well, this is an accelerated and exponentially charged, this is what my soul has prepared for an eternity and up to now. And if you hear this call, then this is also co-created with your soul. Your life is meant to be joy first and a service as a close and integrated second let me tell you some of the results that you can expect from going through a mind body ascension accelerator confidence and clarity that you are living your spiritual mission mastery over the mind utilizing it as a tool to create your life and also an upgraded nervous system Improved physical well-being, body composition improvement, reduction of inflammation and or chronic issues. Improved relationships, an understanding of who you are in partnership and of powerful tools to design fantastic partnerships. Healing of past pain and trauma and skills to continue to self-heal. Excitement about and empowerment in your personal spiritual practice. And a map to continue to walk your ascension path and to overflow to serve others. This coaching is especially tuned for high achievers who want to accelerate their progress on their life mission and create mind body well being and higher attunement. Submit to work with me in this powerful container, this premium coaching. If you feel the call, you can do it. I guide, you take action. I hold the resonant projection field, channel your steps and you take action. The first action step is to fill out an application, the link to which you will find in the description. Be prepared, be ready to upgrade your mind, body ascension, and your connection and flow with your spiritual mission. And now back to the show. Do you work with your clients in that? Like, do you discuss human design, talk about their design, talk about how to go to market and stuff according to their design strategy?
1: When it naturally comes up, 100%, because as a true projector, I can't, I can't force it, but I can have the intention to call it in. So I definitely have. I think I know 50. I know 60% of my clients do design charts. Okay, Um, (laughs) that's a lot. I do, I do, yeah, and it really helps. Like I know one of our clients is a projector. I'm never gonna ask her to do. More than to do more, really. If if Hannah can reach out to another colleague and just go directly to them, um, and then I know another client has a defined route, so we give them deadlines. Like it just really helps us under even if they don't realize how much we're um, customizing how we work with them. It it just it helps optimize the relationship that much more.
0: I was just talking to my husband, literally yesterday, we have a friend who works with Microsoft in some certain way. And he was like, you should help Microsoft. You should talk and, you know, thinking. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, you could talk to them about meditation and mindset. I'm like, yeah, probably. And then we were just talking about like, what if a big corporation like Microsoft started to understand human design? And I'm sorry, the, 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 (laughs) the faithless side of me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> reflecting what can happen when when a business that is moreover competitive and homogenized, you might say, the culture is, and I'm not assuming that Microsoft is. I just know that in the past when Myers Briggs was, you know, kind of bigger and in its heyday and then then some corporations were using it, but they used it just as a discrimination device. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. They don't really understand it. They aren't really trying to, they're just trying to win with it as a tool. So they haven't really shifted the, the um, idea from being competitive to something being unified or to people being unique. So uh, that you're able to do that because you do understand it and you are working from a holistic um, value and, but what do you think? Do you think it's ever, um, it's possible maybe after 2027 or something?
1: <laughs> that's like a future goal of mine, yeah. honestly, is to work with businesses because it really, behind every brand are humans and he, energy speaks before they do. Mm-hmm. So I, when someone tries to tell me, do this strategy because it works for me, I say, that doesn't mean anything to me just because it worked for you yeah. does not mean it's going to work for me. And so I think at its at its root, any business it has to start from the top down, the leadership from the top down and the intention mm-hmm. of who they're calling in, yeah. um, because it has to be like a like a full embodiment. Right. Like I will. And but the power behind it is, I mean, really, human design makes up the perfect structure for business. You exactly. have, That's you what have I'm the, saying. the manifestors yeah. that come up with the idea. They give it to the generators to create it. The projectors oversee and manage the reflectors. I see as almost like the HR departments of like understanding what is going on, people, (laughs) you know, or they could also be, you know, the guides or the directors. Um, You know, what's really fascinating is reflectors could also be like just floaters, like if generators need a little Mm -hmm. bit more help that day. And manifesting generators—they're like the chronic entrepreneurs that are just going. They're all over the place. They—they they can wear so many hats. And so, if you think of like a business infrastructure, it, 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 all the puzzle pieces are there. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's well in a reflector because when we move through the gates, I'm sort of a, a pseudo generator. I'm still, you know, fundamentally. A, um, a reflector, mm-hmm. but I for a short amount of time in that in that moon gate in that lunar gate, then I I kind of have generator energy.
1: Yeah. And I
0: I remember Ra saying that the reflector should be sitting like the right hand and in, in the ear of the CEO.
1: Mm-hmm. Always
0: the the CEO, the manifestor is turning to the reflector and saying, "What do, what is this? What do I need to inform?" <laughs> because the manifestor doesn't know. And then because I'll tell you. I, I, I I am always and it's interesting lo- looking back now I've always been reflecting a community mm-hmm. and I never assume that I'm correct because I'm human but I got to say I almost it, it like I almost always am you know what I mean like this this is going to happen this this does or doesn't fit we should bring this person on but it does it also doesn't matter my timing of understanding it it's still everybody else has to You know, get on board with it, and everybody else has to go through their process. Hmm. So, yeah, it's just being that. I don't know. It's weird.
1: I love that energy. Mm -hmm. I love that so much. I also, again, like they say, like projectors are the future CEOs. So you and your husband are just like perfect um but the five one two I wonder so five ones they're they're viewed as always having it together mm-hmm. and the one paired with the save the day energy it's like you feel like you're never doing enough or giving enough energy or giving enough information mm-hmm. um, how does that play out in, in your world I'm fascinated by it
0: I've really I've really come to I mean I love as we all do when we understand a little better, I love my profile. And one thing, one reason I love my profile is because it's something, you know what I mean? Like I also, you know, gene keys are very helpful. The gates are very helpful because I don't have any defined centers. So Mm -hmm. having something, I also like because the 5-1 profile is common. And so it makes me feel like, oh, (laughs) Oh, I can relate to, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's not, I know sometimes people think that being more rare is like, Precious or amazing or like being queen, but it—if my ego gets a hold of it, I feel weird, lonely, and broken. I don't feel <laughs> like, oh, I'm so amazing, you know, I'm Beyonce. It doesn't feel like that if my ego gets a hold of it. So anyway, the five one, um, I I I totally, and it's interesting. Even though I only I consciously understand it now, it's like I've always understood it in a way. You know, my 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 soul just figured it out. I love the position of people projecting onto me that I have the answer because Mm -hmm. with the one I want to get the answer and I want to be of service and I want to do it. And, um, so I, I accept it. And then I, sometimes I take a breath and it is, I'm just resourcing it intuitively. And sometimes I take my time and I, I let the one do its job. And, and then also just because I have always been investigating, I often have the resource right there and available. Mm
1: -hmm. And,
0: um, then, I guess as a reflector, if when, you know, because the thing about the five one and the five in, in general is that it's the savior or the, or the, um, you know, demon or whatever, the savior or the devil. And so it doesn't hurt my feelings that much if I am, if I'm projected onto as the devil, at least not now. When I was younger, it certainly did because, you know, I still had the mindset of, a, of the inner child who needed to be accepted by the group so that I wouldn't, you know, so I could survive. So it doesn't, I I think because as a reflector, I'm like, I'm okay, I can handle that. And it's not about me anyway, and it's about them. And that's just helping the relationship to move to wherever it needs to be. Mm -hmm. And I also instinctively learned, even before I learned learned, that I just need to become more human. I need to make sure that they understand, oh no, I don't really know. I'm just trying, I'm just making myself available to have the solution, but I may be wrong. I definitely may be wrong. And I definitely may be too tired. And you know what I mean? Like there's all kinds of things. So I don't know. I just really love my profile.
1: Mm, Okay. All five ones need to listen to you talk about that (laughs) because that was rooted in wisdom, like rooted in like years of five one wisdom. Because that's that's typically not always, you know, you have to have that wisdom of I'm holding space, I'm being of service. I'm channeling, and I'm open to being the the deliverer of what you're seeking. But if it doesn't come, it's okay. It's yeah. And I think it's beautiful that I I never even made the connection of the profile is a sense of identity, mm-hmm. and a five one is a sense of relatability with others as well. So I I loved hearing all of that.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. You know what I have uh, with my guides and something that helps me is that, you know, the five has a huge projection field. And, and then I, you know, obviously projectors have a big projection field too. So it's kind of doubled on projectors if they have a five, but I think it's also doubled or tripled or exponentially because reflectors are always, you know, projected onto as a reflector. I mean, we have to do that resonance energy. And so what my guides have shown me that what I do is, or at least what my intention is is to uh, project this amplified resonance field. And that's the projection field. And that's a place where we, not just not just others, it's me as well, can heal and can coalesce and figure out how to uh, uh, receive the the light that we are all creating or that we need in a sense does that make sense no yeah.
1: totally totally i don't know why this popped into my head but i was so drawn to your video talking about blocks versus mm. you don't believe in blocks you believe in um obstacles yeah mm-hmm. i <laughs> Thank love you. that i mean talk, talk about a and like creating this like space of expansion and healing just within that message right there i love that
0: Oh, thank you. And that's very five, isn't it? To be very, like very
1: five, yes. to be in
0: your face and say blocks don't exist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> kind of confrontational. And just for context, if you guys didn't see, it was a little reel I did on um I should do a full video on it because obstacle is the first thing you think of. Well, first thing you think of as a block is I've I've been stopped. It's a big giant wall of China, and I can't pass it. But if you think of obstacle, you immediate at least I do. I immediately think something to overcome, something I can step on. If I'm if I uh, stretch myself, if I get strong enough, I'll be stronger because of overcoming it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. uh, thank you I for did, that.
1: for sure. I think you know I was talking to my coach a little bit about contrast, and I feel like that's a little bit of of similar. Of um, If you go into a situation, you're super excited about it and you have all of these expectations and it doesn't go the way that you want it to go. People that are not in tune with what energetically feels right and aligned in their body will immediately go into their head and say, it's not, it's not meant for me. I'm going to move on Mm -hmm. versus is there a way to work with this contrast? Because when you know what you don't like, then you know what you do like. And is there a way to you know shift things mm-hmm. in a more aligned way and maintain that relationship for it to feel even better than what you thought it would feel? And so I think this like quick like block yes or no, black or white energy is very common in the collective um, mm-hmm. without the connection to the body. It's very logical versus like the connection to how you feel in your body
0: hmm. It's uh, it's fight, 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 flight oriented. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need to flee the situation. I just it's I'm about to rec- do a podcast uh, and a, a YouTube video on something that I read in. Have you read the law of one or studied the raw <laughs> material?
1: You know, I i am a two, I'm a two line and I'm an Aries. So, and my, my arrows face and right. So I take info in a fragmented way and I never finish a book. So I'm, <laughs> I'm classic. Like I will probably read one chapter of one book and never pick it up again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I'm going my second round through raw materials, so that's yeah. <laughs> <as> a one. <laughs> well, I have a segment for you that you might like. Because okay, it's
1: sorry.
0: you know, yesterday it just popped out at me. And um and so it I the law of one is just for context for those who are listening, the law of one is a, a work that was channeled in 1981 Uh, there was a group of three people one person was the channel and the other two people were facilitating and um, and the person who was the channel her name is was Carla Ruckert and she went into delta channeling entirely essentially to her she went to sleep and they communicated with uh, an ascended. Social memory complex is what they call themselves. Basically, a group that had ascended to a unity complex, and they're called Ra, and they are called Ra because they did. I have it- heard
1: of Ra. Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah.
0: And Ra, and the reason that we associate Ra, like Ra, the sun god of Egypt, is because they did interact with that Egyptian, and then they, you know, they deified this. uh mm. This anyway.
1: Okay. So. This is the second time Ra's coming up, so this is right. my sign to explore it more. Yeah. And I simple. think Ra Uruhu,
0: he must have named himself when he renamed his name is what was his name? Richard Krakauer? I can't remember what his first name was. Forgot. Yeah. <laughs> the the channel and the founder of human design is who I'm referring to as Ra Uruhu, but his first name for a syllable is Ra. And so I think he must be pulling from that social memory complex as well. So anyway, essentially in the raw material or the law of one, they, there's just, it's a question and answer. So the questioner said, like, basically, does one, is the correct way to reach enlightenment to go essentially what is the Eastern way, which is to um, overcome any desires for materialism? Mm-hmm. And so Ra answered, it's in, in short, uh, he, Raw answered that uh, the correct way is to pursue one's desires, to accept and understand the experiences and distill from those experiences, the love and light. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so I'm seeing that in like what you did where you took the job and it wasn't perfect. And, you know, and then you burned out and you had to stop and you know what I mean? Like you had the job for a year or something, mm-hmm.
1: um,
0: but you, but you distilled from it, the love and light of this affiliate situation mm-hmm. that has that you moved into the kmo and so it and, the, and i love the idea of distillation too because by the way that was my old career i used to mm-hmm. be in spirits <laughs> and the distillation process is literally creating um it, you you're applying heat you're applying extreme temperature so that there is a separation of the denser material and the lighter material which is mm-hmm. the spirit actually is what you capture and it's basically a process of alchemy so alchemizing every experience in your life knowing your desires and pursuing them but somehow also accepting and understanding with compassion the experiences and then alchemizing them back to your desires you know what i mean
1: yes i yes. don't know
0: why i don't know where i started with this i no. just heard it and what you were talking about <laughs> i wanted to bring it up i reflect it to you i guess yes
1: no that was beautiful um I, I had a a very wise mentor tell me, um, going, just going through some hard stuff with, with my mom lately. And she, she's, um, in her seventies, which doesn't really matter, but wise, just very wise. Um, and she's, she kind of said very bluntly of like, I don't, forgiveness is not always the answer. It's reconciliation. Mm. Forgiveness can be, um, like an easy out. You need to reckon reconciliation puts yourself first, reconcile with the experience you've gone through, heal whatever's been fractured, not broken, fractured, and alchemize that into your next move, your next step. But, you know, and, and I think that's really the root cause of it of like, you come first and you will know what you, what you need, whether it's material, whether it's healing, whether it's like, I just, I just think we all have the answers within ourselves and that that's probably my most like baseline message is we all have the answers within ourselves and should never have to look outside of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in human design, any area that is white, which full of wisdom, that's where your wisdom lies. (laughs) And then any um, centers, I mean, any centers that are unfilled, um, is really where you gain the wisdom. And then any centers that are defined is kind of where your strengths lie. But for you looking at gates define gates and your profiles and all the things. But um, yeah, just, I don't know where I was going with that. But yeah. I, I've loved that, um, that share from Ra. I'll definitely look more into it.
0: Well, it's really interesting. You're talking about gates. So gates gates can kind of act. They're kind of like centers. Like if you mm-hmm. have an undefined, if you have an open gate, then there's the greatest potential for wisdom, but also conditioning and amplification. Yep. And and even if that's within a defined center, an an an, an open gate can kind of act like an
1: open center, right? Yeah. Have that so- right. Yeah. Well, if you have a defined gate, so a gate is only a gate if it's colored in. Mm-hmm. So if, if it's open, it's it's just not a gate. but mm-hmm. like for an example, my sun gate, the most expressed and gates are like a part of your personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, the most expressed gate is connected to the heart center, which is open. So if I'm around someone with a defined heart, it's amplified. you know, I'm really, into it but I still have that like shock that gate of shock I still have consistent energy to shock people and to go first and to want to be first to want to shock people and do things the first time or differently so it's gates are a way to kind of I they're like toppings they're like um, they, they give you a flavor, you know, but yeah. I, that's, that's the way I kind of look at it. But, um, I'd be fascinated to see what, what gates you have in your chart.
0: So the sun gate is the one that's at the top, right? Right. You're talking about the one Correct. on the, on the conscious line at the top. It's 36, 36, five.
1: 36. Okay. I'll uh-huh. have to look, i have to look into that more.
0: And I know that because I, I know that because I'm also, you know, contemplating the gene keys. Have you gotten into gene keys?
1: I haven't yet. Oh,
0: yeah, actually. you'll enjoy it, and it's it's great. You don't crazy. have to study it. You can be too about it. You can just like kind of,
1: <laughs> you know,
0: mm. uh, just listen and and absorb some of like you know what's going on. But yeah, if you get the book, um, I have it on on Audible, so I like to sure. listen, and then you just pull your hologenetic profile. And so the thirty-six-five. So, are you familiar with Gene Keys, like who who it is or anything like that? Who who
1: I, the author is? To be the honest, is? I have not explored Gene Key. Your your one line is losing me when it goes down to Gene Keys right now. But was <laughs> well, the yeah?
0: They're your gates basically, but not entirely. Yeah. But go ahead. Yeah, what's fascinating?
1: I do know also with what and there also transits. Gene Keys and trans, transits are on my list because transits are really fascinating of how. Um, certain gates are amplified based off of astrology and the planet placements. I love that. Um, but I was just, I just looked up gate 36 comes from the solar plexus. So again, I since your husband has a defined solar plexus, I'm, I'm really curious to see if that is, you know, a gate that he has defined or a channel. Um, uh, but you know, being around him, it really is that energy feeding back into the solar plexus.
0: Yeah, perhaps, you know, with, with gene keys, it's at the top of your hologenetic profile and it's your, um, it's your, what is it? Life's work as the sphere, but it's also quote unquote, your brand kind of like Mm -hmm. how the world, if you, if you, uh, work with the shadow gift and city of it, then you're, and I'll, so I'll bet you already are like your, your work will start to flow. So Mm -hmm. the, the shadow band of that is turbulence. The gift is, uh come what humanity and the city which is the divine gift is compassion so for me my i guess the highest expression of my brand if you will or my life's work is compassion Mm. and then of course the five line doing all the five line things
1: (laughs) yeah that makes sense
0: that totally makes sense oh my gosh i love it yeah and you are so you're a four six is that right
1: I'm a six, two,
0: six, two. So probably your line on, on that is, is your, is your, um, sun gate. Is it, is the line
1: six? Is it? So it's, you know I mean? um, the sun gate is, let's see. So my, uh, okay. So my sun gate is 51 in the conscious, mm-hmm. This the conscious, um, of the moon of the earth. So um, if you look at the incarnation cross, the first two numbers are sun, and the first number is the conscious, and the second number is the subconscious, how others see you and how you mm-hmm. see yourself. And then this the, the, um, the second pair of numbers are the earth sign, and they're both six, so sixty two and okay. 61 and 62.
0: Yeah. Okay. There you go. Very cool. Yeah, is, I figured it was a six, it? so yeah.
1: Do you you know anything about those? (laughs) Not enough. (laughs) We're going to have so many follow-up conversations. I know, right?
0: (laughs) All right. Well, this has been so amazing. So uh, are you still doing uh, human design readings? Um, How can people work with you? I want to make sure we get all of that information and the people who are listening so they'll know that they do want to click into the description to get involved with you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So if you go to camelworld.org, I created a a URL that said camelworld because I don't want to be placed in a box, you will be able to find all the ways to work with me from an affiliate PR standpoint, if you're a brand, if you're a PR professional, you want support, or if you are a human, a soul that wants to learn about human design, you can book a one on one reading for intros with Hannah, or I have a becoming reading that is more coaching supported by Reiki healing. Um, and then I do one-on-one coaching and some programs. I don't know when this is going to air, but that will all be on the website, and that's the best way to reach me.
0: Oh, great! So, are you doing some programs based around like coaching people with their human design and everything?
1: Okay. Yeah, Yeah. So, come early August. Um, we will be. I'll be launching a mastermind called Personify. It's six weeks long, seven seven calls total, and it's for five individuals. And the goal is to To take this knowledge that they know about their energy, strategy, and authority, and to start living it. Like Mm -hmm. it's the small everyday decisions that show that strengthen the trust muscle. And then from there, it's, it's setting standards based off of how I'm supposed to operate. These are my standards and work, life, love, all the things so that when something comes my way and it falls outside my standards, it doesn't take up my brain and I don't think about it and and just really structuring a life of ease.
0: Ooh, that's good stuff. Thank you so much for that. Thank you for the work that you're doing. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for <laughs> we had, we went pretty long, so I hope this suited your day well enough. I loved and- it. I just love everything. Thank you for this conversation. You're yeah. really, really amazing. And I would love to keep it going if I can ever support you or if you would like to come back on. I can hear everyone applauding right now saying, yes, bring Kayla back on. So 100%. Thank you
1: I mean, I'm, I'll come on whenever you want. We'll just let it flow. We'll let the conversation flow. So thank you so much.
0: I could seriously sit and chat with that projector. That Kayla O'Connor for, well, I was going to say hours, but I really want to say days, years. Well, let's collapse time. And then, you know, it could just be for an eternity. So that was amazing. And I am very excited about the work she's doing. Seriously going to go look at her website and see how we can work together more. And I don't mean just with human design. I mean with that PR company, which is so cutting edge, so fresh, so leading edge. So I'm very excited to um, continue to learn more about the work that she's doing and the success that she is creating. See, the um, the projector, their signature is success. Ooh. And that's what happens when we embody our energetic profile and the characteristics and understand it is that we can see how we are. We are already being offered what that signature is. Projector, it's success. For me as a reflector, it's surprise, which is kind of funny. It's like I'm a clown or something. But (laughs) in another way to say surprise, I think, is delight, you know, awe. And then, of course, generators, it's satisfaction. And for the manifestors, it's peace. Ooh, and look at that puzzle as it comes together, how that all coalesces together. How beautiful is that? Is that matrix of divine beauty? Peace, satisfaction, success, and surprise. Aren't we beautiful together? I'm, I just made myself cry a little bit, but that's because I'm feeling you, guys. I'm feeling you. And I genuinely, deeply appreciate you. And I am surprised that I get to do this with you. So thank you. Thank you for that. Thanks for tuning in. I love you, whoever you are. Uh-